Este livro, O Mistério da Cruz, na atual transição planetária, This book, The Mystery of the Cross in the Current Planetary Transition, can be of interest to different levels of studies. Ele fala da simbologia It talks about the symbolism of sacred books. It makes statements regarding initiations in the current planetary transition. And at the end, it gives us an epilogue entitled The Cross and Eternity. In which the cross is looked at on the pathway of a series of expansions of consciousness and the three basic forms of the cross, because this universal symbol has had over 50 different forms according to the level of consciousness to which it refers. Here in the West, we know the Christian cross. But there are 50 or so more forms, and each one corresponds to a certain level of consciousness. Each one corresponds to a certain level of study. For example, humanity, the humanity of common humans, the beginner on the path in the three-dimensional world, is very changeable. So this commonplace human being, or the beginner on the path, is changeable. Sometimes he or she is good-humored, at other times bad-humored, sometimes he or she is aggressive, then at other times inclusive, and this person has an impulse towards purification and towards the organization of matter that can be found in this cross that represents him or her, the mutable cross. So this symbol does not have the same form for this human being who is unstable and changeable as for this other human who has already surrendered to other aspects of the path of life, as for example, that person who has already embarked on the way of renunciation. So this is someone who does not criticize, someone who is quiet, someone who prays, someone who helps, someone who does not destroy, but who constructs. So this person is on the fixed cross. This is another symbol. This is another situation. So the ever-changeable person, the beginner, the one who has not yet renounced his or her own ego, the one who is still involved with his or her own emotions, with his or her own instincts, impulses, this is the mutable cross. And humanity, on the whole, is on this cross. Now, to go on to the fixed cross, this one that represents the hierarchy, at this point, we will already be dying to matter and becoming spiritually reborn. So this fixed cross, which is the one we know best here in the West, the Christian cross, this is the symbol of sacrifice, that is, the symbol of the being, the way he or she is involved in life, offering up of self to a sacred existence, 
to a higher existence in higher laws. So this is the cross of the hierarchy, and it is this fixed cross. And of course, we are in doubt whether we take this cross upon ourselves or the, whether we stay a little longer in the mutable cross like everyone else. We are at this turning point, this crisis right now. We are in the midst of deciding our position here. And finally, we have the cross that is the symbol of those who are already following the way of the essence of the hierarchy, those who have already become unified with cosmic life. These are very rare, and they have the cardinal cross. This cardinal cross has a form that few of us are able to see because it is a form that refers to one's own will that is already unified with that one will. So this cardinal cross is mysterious to almost everyone. And this cardinal cross represents the cosmic energy of love wisdom, the energy of Christ that has already ascended, already having brought about its ascension. So between the mutable cross, that is where all humanity is, and the fixed cross, which is of the hierarchy and which we should embrace, and the cardinal cross, which is the cross that is the symbol of those who are already united with cosmic consciousness, there we have our work with a cross, our life, with this universal symbol. So we are going to concentrate on the fixed cross, which is the cross related to us, the cross that represents renunciation of the ego, renunciation of our own tendencies, of our own way of being. And this is what humans consciously or unconsciously are working on. This fixed cross, which is a universal symbol, represents a perfect balance and a perfect relationship. This is why it has two shafts, a vertical one and a horizontal one. The horizontal arm represents our material existence, and the vertical one represents our inner reality. So these two shafts have to come together, because at that central point we have a perfect balance, we have a perfect harmony that is our very own point of balance. That is, our horizontal life and matter and our vertical quest for the spirit, that point is the central point of perfect balance. This symbol has been present in all peoples throughout the ages because it is a symbol that has an inherent energy that stimulates one to penetrate the mysteries of essence and of life, the essence of beingness and of life. So we study the cross and attempt to identify ourselves with the cross, 
but not for the normal religious reasons, not for religious motives that the majority of people know and are seeking. But we really want to, we need to, we have to penetrate certain mysteries, learn of certain reasons why, learn certain truths, and not just to live on the surface of things, in the appearances of facts and events. So for us to become crucified, that is, for us to take upon ourselves this quest for the essence of things, for the real truth of life, not these human things that everyone sees, because they are openly evident. So for us to really be crucified, we would have to make certain choices. We would have to have already made certain options. This path has always been followed here on this earth, whether consciously or unconsciously. This work of the cross, this view of the cross, or this, our process of embracing the cross, in Greece, in Egypt, in India, in Chaldea, this was known, it was meant for everyone. And all religions, all the major religions, used to develop this subject, and they used to help humans resolve the issue of their own crucifixion, of their own renunciation, of their own quest in a vertical direction, seeking what is far beyond the earth, what is far beyond humanity, is far beyond this human material level. This gesture of making the sign of the cross that religious people use, this gesture is a heritage that has come down from very ancient rites. This gesture of the sign of the cross was not invented by the Catholic Church. This sign has always existed. It has always been known. But as usually happens, some keys to it have been lost because these signs, when accompanied by certain mantras, these signs help us to find levels of purity of our being which we normally do not find. So if we could discover the mantras that correspond to the sign of the fixed cross, we would have an already guaranteed energy concentration that would already have been introduced into the energies of the planet Earth. And this would help us to attain a level of purity of our inner purity from which we withdrew when we began to develop our intellect, when we began to develop our analytical mind, our critical mind. With this, we move toward the surface of things. Because what can you criticize? Only what is on the surface. Because if you were to go into the core of things, there would be no criticism there. In the core, we find the essence of things. We find the reality that exists in things. So we have to do this work with the cross. We have to 
we have a practical work to do with the cross. It's not only a work to be done with our understanding, and we have our bodies, we have subtle bodies, an etheric body, and so we are trained in some rhythm to unite these bodies to some energies that correspond to the energies of the fixed cross. We would have basic exercises to bring about our harmony, our balance, and to make our connection with certain planetary subjects that are related to the fixed cross. This fixed cross corresponds to one side of truth, to one side of reality. We cannot see all of reality, nor can we see the whole truth. But throughout the ages, humanity developed that aspect of the cross that referred to the understanding and vision of that specific truth destined for that age. And in the present age, there is one aspect of the truth, one aspect of reality, a very important aspect that we have yet to discover and to live. And this is the law of transmutation. So in this law of transmutation, we have a way of facing the cross that is unique, that is very uncommon for this humanity. So there is one way for you to enter incarnation within the law of sacrifice, within certain practices, and there is another way within the same law of sacrifice but which does not involve physical birth and it does not involve physical death. It is something much more advanced. It is something much purer and something much more inward, much deeper inward that is not all mixed up in this process of physical birth, of gestation, of physical death and so forth. So we still have a path to follow in the area of the fixed cross. As we have seen, the cross expresses balance, perfect balance between what is material and the quest for what is non-material. Because the cross as symbol, as work, as movement, it represents the merging of the four basic elements of the universe. The cross symbolizes earth, water, which are very material, but also fire, as well as air, are also represented there, which are elements that are quite unknown to us. They are elements that we think little about and experience very little. We know something about Earth because we are here on it and our dense physical bodies, and we know this well. We know the water we have because the water is there as part of the physical body, and our astral body is also water. It is feeling, it is emotion. So we know the, this element of water very well. Now, the element of fire and the element of air in us are very much unknown to us. And our crucifixion would include discovering these elements as well because we have the capacity, for example, to release the light in our matter. We have the capacity to release the light of our soul, to release the light of our monad, 
so that it can render service to the world, render service to the universe, that it may light up this world. In the same way we have the capacity to release the light in our physical cells or of our physical cells. And there is so much work to be done in this area of the cross for us to go on releasing the light in our physical cells, thereby regenerating our physical cells, our physical matter, which can become degenerated. It can take up illnesses, but there we have a whole effort to seek this fixed cross and to discover all this in ourselves. And the element of air contained in this cross, because it has its vertical shaft, and this element of air is an openness towards everything that is non-material. We can only attain this by being crucified. We can only find this revealed to us by being crucified. So if you remain tied to the earthly struggle, to the emotional struggle of water, you keep on struggling to attain the releasing of the light of the cells, but you will only manage to do this with the element of air on the, of the cross, with this other element the cross contains, which is openness to the invisible, this openness to what is inward, this openness to what is non-material, and which will help you get to know all the substances of all the levels of consciousness. So it is very simplistic to say the cross, this is something belonging to church, the cross, this is something Christian, but this is much broader, this is something much more universal, which, yes, has become characterized as such during these 2,000 years by everything that happened. However, even within the events of this 2,000 year time span, we have really only come to know the material aspects of this symbol. Our nuclei that have tendencies towards involution, our nuclei that resist evolution, are lethargic, are unwilling to get into a certain rhythm. These nuclei practically become dispelled with the energy of the cross. They become practically dissolved with the energy of this great symbol. And what can we do to deal with this energy? What can we do to be active in this great symbol and using its elements, using its energy to dissolve our inertia, to dissolve these negative nuclei, to dissolve these forces of matter, these psychological forces that work in our bodies and that work on various levels of our consciousness. This fixed cross that is also called the cross of renunciation, this word renunciation has a dramatic connotation, but we forget how much renunciation sets us free how freed we become, how liberated we become from so many bonds, from so many ties, from so many knots that stop us from evolving, that do not let us grow inwardly through this renunciation represented by this cross. 
and the keys to this renunciation, the elements we have, the work elements we have to reach this fixed cross, to embrace it, to take it up, this cross to be really crucified and therefore to become freed from so many things, these keys in first place would consist of selflessness. That is, for you to stop always thinking about yourself. That is, when you are always an ego in the center of everything, that is, is this pleasing me? Do I agree with this? Is this in consonance with my concepts? Do you see what selflessness means? It means to no longer have these problems. I don't have to know if someone agrees with my concepts on that issue. I have to forget my concepts, use my concepts for myself when I want to, when I can, when I think it best, and look for the reality that underlies that thing, because my concepts are only a minimal part of that reality. I don't know all the rest of reality, that infinite reality. And I have really to renounce myself, renounce my own viewpoints, to renounce my own littleness inside this body, in this humanity. Because there are many other levels of consciousness besides this humanity, many other civilizations, many other groups, human groups, inner groups, inner schools, extraplanetary groups. All this is contained in the fixed cross. The fixed cross is universal. The fixed cross is cosmic. All this is in the fixed cross, on other levels of this cross, on other levels of this symbol. Equanimity is something else that we can be developing as humans so that we can feel more at home in this cross and for us to feel more at home in the energy of renunciation. That is, equanimity is constancy in our temperament because our human temperament is a roller coaster, isn't it? One moment we're fine, the next moment we're terrible. The thread of our temperament is a roller coaster. So here we have to establish constancy. We have to find a civilized median within our temperament because our temperament goes all the way from the primitive human being to the sage. So we have to find a median for ourselves. We have to find a position within these fluctuations. We have to find a position where it is possible for us to hold steady in our equanimity, in our constancy. And this is hard work for an aspirant to the fixed cross, to really be crucified. It is very important to finally become crucified because it is only by being crucified that you are able to take a certain step. You can only take a certain higher step by being crucified. So as long as you are do not prepare for this through selflessness, equanimity, this attitude of equality, of constancy in your temperament, in the way you live, in how you express yourself. 
So as long as you do not do this, you will not experience this condition which is fundamental, which is the only doorway to higher evolution, for you to get out of this material law of evolution, for you to get out of this wheel of incarnations, for you to get out of these ties to earthly matter, for you to be able to be in touch with planets that are a sequence to the earth, that form configurations with the earth. But for this, you really have to be on this cross in a wise manner, in a perfect way. And besides selflessness and this constancy, this equanimity that as human beings we can work on if we want to, there is another personal, individual work to be done, which is to let go of our concepts. Our concepts were very good when we were more backward, but if you are to evolve, you have to have other concepts. Your concepts are tiny. They helped you get this far, but you have to let go of these concepts. You have to find other points of view, other ways of understanding. If you really want to proceed on this ascent, if you really want to go forward on this pathway, until you reach the center of the cross, because you won't get there with the concepts you have, you will stay on the fringes of this symbol, you will stay on the edges of the situation of being crucified, because you are always dealing with your ego, you are always appeasing your ego, always following your ego, and this way you never reach the center of this position. To reach the center of this position is for you to finally reach a balance that is neither the left arm nor the right arm because in life symbolically you are either going left or right or you are going up or going down. Symbolically, you have to cope with these four directions or you are having to cope with these four elements earth, water, fire, and air, that are very characteristic elements of our current evolutionary stage. So you have to remain in the center of all this, not avoiding the cross, but remaining in the center of all this, and stay there very peaceably, and stay there very calmly, very tranquilly, very composed in all this, surrendered, and giving of yourself, and you will finally arrive at a sentiment that is called compassion. Because without compassion, we cannot live with our fellow beings, of our species. Without compassion, life in humanity is a struggle. It is with compassion that this begins to be uplifted, it is with compassion that you begin to see the other and to perceive the other in yourself and to perceive yourself in the other. It is very simple to criticize someone else and say, this is very different to me. This is the opposite of compassion. This is running away from the cross. So if you reject someone because he or she is different to you, if you reject someone because he or she is the opposite to you, in concepts, in points of view, in way of living, if you reject this, 
You are combating your own self. You are fragmenting yourself. You are disuniting yourself. You are opening a fissure in your own being. And all this is the opposite of the cross, because the center of the cross is communion. The center of the cross is acceptance of all this that is in contrast. But in that center, all this forms a synthesis. In that center, a feeling of compassion is formed. And you can only come to know it after you have begun to renounce, after you have renounced your ego, after you have renounced your inconstancy, after you have renounced your many human and intellectual concepts about things. This fixed cross, in the center of which we can choose to stay, this situation is kept stable and does not oscillate like normal human situations. This situation of being crucified, this situation of the fixed cross, is maintained by our continual intention to renounce by our continual renunciation of our current state, whatever it may be. So if you are at a certain level of evolution, on the cross you have to renounce this evolutionary stage for you to be able to enter the next stage. And the next one, no matter how good it is, no matter how important it may have been, as your conquest, when you get there, you have to renounce it for you to get to know another one. So this renunciation is continual. This is not a once and for all renunciation. This is not a renunciation to resolve some problem of yours now. When you renounce your present position, when you renounce your present level of consciousness, when you will find yourself at another level, and when you see yourself at this other level, when you will have arrived at the following level of consciousness, get ready to renounce it as soon as possible, so that you can go on ascending, so that you can keep on going up this ascent, and in this way, little by little, you will get to know eternity. Little by little, you begin to experience this that all of us have within ourselves, an absence of time, an absence of space. We have all this in our minds. So this process with the cross, lived in this way, when we are stable in that center of consciousness, there we will finally become freed from time. We will become freed from space. We will become freed from our ego. We are going to be freed from all this, from our minds, and we will get to know this famous eternity. Because this is not only for the angels, this is not only for the high initiates, but this is for us to begin to experience, to begin to taste, but of course we have to take the first step so that this can happen or to go on happening. As for the reading of these books which we are reviewing, here we have a note from someone who refers to this book, The Mystery of the Cross in the Present Planetary Transition. It is the following. In this study, I was able to perceive with joy and gratitude the message of this book. It was as though I had never read it before. 
Before reaching page 37, I had already discovered within myself a new feeling. I reflected on the gratitude for having been sterile. This person says she is sterile in regard to reproduction. This fact made me ashamed in the past, but when I read pages 37 and 38 of this book, and when I read the explanation of the passage from Luke that was there, I became very grateful because it confirmed what I was feeling in regard to procreation. This book spoke deeply to me. I was able to perceive how deeply I was worked on inwardly by this book, which is a blessing that removes so many veils. And this is a book the person had already read. She had read it at another time, at another moment of her life, in another state of spirit. Since things happen very quickly, things are speeding up these days, a book like this can draw our attention to points that we had never perceived when we read it before. So this is one of the books that can do this.